Good day, everyone. This is Daryl Archer, and welcome to Sedona Spotlight, where each week Martha Childress, host, or I feature teachers, healers, visionaries, and other notables in their field from mystical, magical Sedona, Arizona. Sedona Spotlight is here to shine its light on you, so anyone, anywhere, or anytime can experience the amazing energies emanating from the sacred red rocks of Sedona. You can also listen live from Seattle, Washington, and vicinity every Tuesday at half past noon on Alternative Talk 1150 on the dial or listen live from anywhere in the world you may happen to be at 1230 p.m. U.S. Pacific Time by clicking Listen Live link at SedonaSpotlight.com. We've all heard about feng shui or most of us have, about how changing or moving something or bringing in a different color or element to your home or office can bring benefits. Well, today I have a lady who uses it and has used it for many years in her real estate business. And I would like to share with you Eileen Tauby, who has been a former advertising executive and was in the nursing home business in Southern California. She was first introduced to feng shui when a family of a resident wanted to change the way his bed was situated in his room. When the bed was repositioned, his health improved. From that time on, she had a feng shui consultant at each building every six months, as well as her own home. So I would like to welcome Eileen Tauby to our show today. So welcome and oh, tell us more about feng shui and how you've used it. I, I too have know a great deal about it and I'm looking to see how you've used it in real estate. So thank you for the introduction, Darielle. Um, it was amazing to me. I had heard of feng shui prior to that incident, but I really didn't know anything about it. And when the nurses contacted me to let me know what had happened, I was just amazed. And I started my own research and I found a feng shui consultant. This was all in Southern California where feng shui seems to be um, used and applied a lot more. Uh, which surprises me because I really did expect to see more feng shui users here in Sedona. Um, and so I did find a um, very seasoned feng shui consultant in Southern California, and I immediately brought her into all of the facilities. So I know enough personally about feng shui to be dangerous. <laughs> um, but I have had all of my personal dwellings feng shui'd every time I've moved in. And I did, when I was in the nursing home business, have all of the uh, buildings feng shui'd. So I do have to tell you, with that resident, his feet were facing the door. Ah. So from what I understand, that's called dead man's pose. Right, the coffin position, correct. So the family didn't like that, which was why they repositioned his bed and his health immediately started improving. One of our facilities, we had the big trash bin that the uh, 
trash company would come and pick it up a couple of times a week. It was in the prosperity center. So <laughs> when I brought the feng shui consultant to that facility, she said, this is non-negotiable. You have to move that trash bin. And she told me exactly where to move it on the premises. And then she said, in that area, I want you to plant a lot of flowers. And I want you to make sure that it's watered and maintained on a regular basis. We had been losing so much money in that facility. And literally within six months, we were printing money there. So I was a believer <laughs> and um, I had her come into my personal home. I moved several times um, and it's funny how just changing a few little things really shifts the energy. I, I've always found that amazing that, you know, people think that you, you have to move uh, large things and, and having studied it in, in London and, and in San Francisco and, and in Hong Kong, that I was amazed at the smallest little things can make that difference. You know, like you said, it's the, the thing is, is, you know, uh, water and, and shui is, you know, wind and water. It's, it's circulating. Well, it's like life. You know, and what I was always fascinated by is that it really was the first environmental impact statement. They, they really learned how to uh, reuse things. They looked at, you know, who had their crops that grew well, had long life, they, their children prospered, they were healthy. It was just amazing and to, to really learn. So what, that specific instance, what did you find in your house when they came? What, what did you notice? Is there areas that, if they were feng shui perfect, you weren't working in that life area, the, one of the nine areas. So generally speaking, without really getting into the nine areas, um, I would say that one of the biggest things that I learned about feng shui is that you cannot have clutter. And clutter brings stagnation. And so since that time, all of my homes and all of the staging that I do for my clients, I try to make sure that everything is open and there is no clutter. And I do notice with some of my clients where I've gone into their homes and I've noticed that they have a lot of clutter, the more I get to know them, the more I can see the stagnation in their life. Mm -hmm. And it's really hard to get across to somebody as far as that's concerned, because I think a lot of people who generate a lot of clutter, they like to hold on to things. Mm -hmm. And I'm very good about letting go. And I like to have my house with really only what I need. And I do get when a lot of clients and friends come into my house, they tell me that my house feels so good. And it's not that I've spent a lot of money in it or that I have precious things. I think it's just that lack of clutter. Well, there's circulation and they can feel that, that, you know, it's, it's like that front door, the mouth of cheese. So as a real estate agent, you're looking at curb appeal and you, you, you have an eye of what would be good feng shui, whether knowingly or unknowingly. And that 
talk about how that that just changing some of the things for like uh, house appeal that that walking up to your home to love it and as on the and the inside is having those things around you that you really appreciate so I mean obviously when you pull up to a house curb appeal is a really important factor and you know at the entrance of the door I will always recommend a little bit of running water or a mat outside in the front that has red or red like directly on the inside of the front door just to ignite that money coming through the door. Um, and then once you get through the door, I mean, I don't really go through all of the nine areas with people mm -hmm. um, because I do not consider myself a feng shui consultant or expert. I know enough to take care of my own business, but um, I will always recommend that they declutter the house. And if they don't have the ability to do it themselves, I will actually bring in a crew. And I had one house that it took probably four people, four days oh to declutter and move things out of the house. Um, and with the demographic in Sedona, you know, we do find that a lot where people have been holding on to things for a long time. Um, so decluttering is really important to me. And, you know, if I can, I will try to do something in the prosperity area or the fame area to ignite those areas to try to help the house get sold faster. Um, I think that's that's great. And, and like you said, bringing in flowers, bringing that energy up and that curb appeal and, and adding a little sparkle to the front helps. And, and that, you know, the now are you talking about um, the three door, the black hat uh, feng shui that that you use or, or kind of recommend for people, whether you teach them or not? It's something that you use. Is that correct? So it's the Tibetan black hat. Right. Correct. Okay. Yeah. That's the one. Yeah. Right. And and I, I like what you're doing that you're addressing the front door, the, the mouth of chi and the, and the far left corner is is wealth or what they like to call abundant blessings. And then um, next to that is fame and the, the back middle wall there and then relationships. Mm -hmm. So have you I hope that um, the desire is that hopefully it will help bring people an awareness to Sedona that because there's so much earth, there's so much abundance of a heavy energy that doesn't move. It's a light energy, but it's heavy because it's earth. And to bring circulation, when you're talking about clutter, you're really talking, as I'm, if I'm hearing you correctly, that you're talking about circulation in your life, that there's room for, they can move, the dogs can move, but the actual energy of the place and, and its transformative effect on every member of the household. Correct. And with all of that clutter, I think that it just does create a stagnation, not only in your life, but the with the energy's ability to move. And I have a habit of opening my doors and windows periodically in the house. I even try to at least get some fresh air in daily, mm -hmm. even if it's uh, on a colder day or a rainy day. I will look for a time to get some fresh air in the house. A lot of people leave, live with their house closed up all the time. 
and they a lot of people don't use their front door they pull into the garage and they come in through the garage the front door is never open um and i think that that those things also cause stagnation a absolutely and 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 that's one of the big things is that uh they don't use the front door but just by opening you're breathing you know i look at that front door as like breathing in life to your house mm -hmm. and even if you come in through the garage because it is convenient we're carrying groceries we're bringing the kids or you know whatever we're bringing and any any room that's not activated you know, one of the simple cures that that I always heard is, you know, always turn on a nightlight or have a light that's on at some point during an unused room, because any room that's not used, you don't receive the benefit of that area. And so it's a real quick little fix. And I'm, I'm wondering, um, what's one of the biggest things that you notice or a house other than just the clutter what you say you put a water element there is there any other thing that that stood out in your mind did you ever you know have them um like a lot of us work out of our homes and we have our home offices and you know a room that's used for several different things can get kind of confusing so do you do you create the this help them create a space where it's much more defined of what's office, what might be a sewing room, what might be, you know, a catch all in another part? So I have in my personal house, I have a designated space for my office and the space that I use for my office, I actually put the um, Bagua like I, I do the nine spaces in the office space. And then in my house in general, I do the nine spaces. Um, and so really for me, for business, relationships are one of my primary focuses. Um, and then of course, fame, because I want to be known in the community and obviously the prosperity center because I'm in business to make money. Um, so those are the areas that I really focus on uh, for that. And I do have to say, being a newer agent in Sedona, um, last year was my fourth year in the business and I finished number two in the office. And so I have a lot of other agents that are in my office that have been doing real estate in Sedona for 25 years. And I don't mean just one or two agents. I mean the you know, I'm one of the newest agents and I'm one of the newest people to the market. So um, I can attribute a lot of that to feng shui, um, to fame and relationships, because I've done a lot to really um, bolster those two areas up. And, you know, it's one thing to, you know, maybe put a picture of yourself in your fame area or to right. put something red, but then it's another thing to put yourself out there. Exactly. The energy behind it, you know, right. um, and, you know, it's, you can put things in twos in your relationship area, but you've also got to go out and you've got to forge those relationships. Right. You have to take you have to take that action and, and set that intention, not just in your mind, but in your heart. But you have to actually go out and, and you know, it's like the um, the world needs to know where you are and you need to know where the people are. And, and 
your opportunity to meet people increases exponentially. But if you're not out there, you know, one of, one of the um, funnest things I ever heard about in, in feng shui is that, you know, you, you have to take an action so that the universe has something new to play off of. It's the same old, you'll get the same old, same old. And that's right. kind of what right. I'm hearing, hearing you say is that, you know, it's with that intention, but taking the action and being visible and, and uh, like for you having that reputation. Now, do you do, um, like when you help people, do you find that there's one specific area that in, in the houses that you've done that seems to be the hardest for people? Is it like a relationship area or is it like family or children or does it just vary according? Uh, is there a theme that runs through um, the sale of the houses? So I would have to say um as I said earlier, that the prosperity and the fame are the two most important areas for me when I have a listing on the market. And then um, following that would be relationships. And I think with my clients in general, when I walk into their houses and where, I'm, where I see they lack the most is just generally clutter throughout the house. Is it clutter because they don't have enough space or it, it doesn't have a space to be put in or it's just things set there because they haven't put them away? It's clutter because they have too many possessions. Okay. And a lot of times I tell people because of the demographic here that, you know, eventually you're going to die and your children are going to sell stuck with it. <laughs> in the garage sale. So we really need to determine what it is that you need and what is important or valuable and what you really can let go of because your kids aren't going to know when they come in to deal with this. Now, do you take pictures of, of some of their stuff that they really like so that they, they can look at it? Or do you have them pick one thing that represents a symbol of a part of their life so that they, it, it may be gone, but they still have that symbol or they have a picture of it to, to remind them rather than the actual stuff? Well, I actually never thought of that. And that is a really good recommendation because that may help them let go of more. I, I found in Seattle when I did a lot of feng shui that people that had stuff, it was they were never going to see it. And a lot of people that have clutter are, I find, very visually stimulated. And, mm -hmm. you know, they can ignore stuff and whatever the clutter represents in that area is what they're not willing to look at. And I says, well, what if we took a picture of it, made a little album, or you had one thing out of this whole pile that represented that era or that event or that person. And it was surprisingly easy how, how they let things go. And I, it, it always stuck in my mind. And I wondered if, if um, that's something that you had used and, and you said you hadn't, that it might be beneficial. Because I think as we get older, we hold on to the memories and we, the things represented when all we need is a picture of it or, or a symbol of it. And then we can let go of the, the physical um, things. Right, right. The picture just is the memory. Mm -hmm. It helps you hold on to the memory. Yeah. And so I've always been quite the opposite. So, you know, 
for my personal space, not having clutter has been very easy. I let go of everything. Like, <laughs> I only have what I need. So it's very difficult for me to relate to people that have too much stuff. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it is, it's, it's unresolved stuff. Well, we've managed to use up most of the hour. So what would you like to leave our audience with? This is fascinating because, you know, it's especially in real estate and helping people move and move to the next house. And, you know, as you up level or downsize, there is this emotional Tra uh, transaction that takes place with people and with them to you and with them to their old home and to their new home. Right, right. Well, I think as far as the feng shui is concerned, if you're going to um, try to declutter, um, that would be great. And I love the idea of taking pictures and creating an album of the things you're letting go of. Um, I would strongly recommend that if people are interested in feng shui, they do reach out to a feng shui consultant. But one of the things that we touched on lightly that I'd like to reemphasize is intention. Uh -huh. Because, you know, it's one thing for me to put a picture of myself prominently in my fame area, but it's another thing for me to do that with a specific intention. Or, you know, I can put something in twos in my relationship area, but I can also do that with the intention. So I think that understanding that just because you put something somewhere in your house, it doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to shift the energy. You've got to put the intention behind it. And then with the intention, you've got to create the action. Right. You, you've got to feel it. Well, we have used up the entire time. So I need to start closing out here for a moment. But I want to thank you so much. And I do hope the people of Sedona, you know, contact you, whether they're buying a home or selling a home or reach out to a, a feng shui person to help improve their life, because it really is about being in service and helping people. And again, Eileen Talby, and you are with um, Burke. Berkshire Hathaway Services, yep, in um, Uptown Sedona by Tulakapaki. Okay, and can you give us how we can get in touch with you, your website, your contact information? So my phone number is 213-810-7855, and my website is my first name, last name, Eileen, E-I-L-E-E-N, Talaby, T as in Tom, A-L, E, B as in boy, I, dot com. Okay, we will put that and there will be will be archived with the show with your contact information, your phone number, where they can reach you. And thank you for sharing your your knowledge and how it can affect people and improve their life. Before we go today, I would like to bring to all of you film buffs, Sedona International Film Festival is celebrating 28 years and Yavapai College is partnering with Sedona International Film Festival to host the Festival VIP Lounge and Filmmaker Conversation Workshop Series. The festival runs from February 19th to the 27th and you can contact them at www.sedonafilmfestival.org to contact for the Filmmaker Conversations, which will be Monday through Friday, 
February 21st to the 25th, you can contact yavapicollegeyc.edu. So this is Darielle thanking you and look forward to seeing you at the Sedona International Film Festival. And I want to thank everyone for joining us today at Sedona Spotlight. And we have other great resources to help raise the consciousness. And with our latest clean water project for the Hopi and Navajo at Sedona Spotlight. So please check us out. And again, thank you, Eileen, for joining us. And thanks to all of our listeners for tuning in and turning up the lights, because we can all be spotlights, helping to create a brighter world, a better future for everyone, anywhere, anytime. So shine on and have a truly wonderful day.